0: hey guys welcome back to woman with resiliency hope you guys are doing well i hope you all had a merry christmas and a good christmas eve a good boxing day if you're living in canada hanukkah kwanzaa all the holidays we're like three days away from 2021 hopefully 2021 is better for all of us and we're out of this pandemic you know I know a lot of you guys want to, like, travel and everything. I know I, myself, want to travel. There's a lot of things that I want to do. I'm trying my best to not let the pandemic hold me back. But there's only so much you can do. And, like, I'm so tired of wearing masks. I'm officially recovered from the coronavirus. So, I mean, I had it. It was pretty – it was okay. Like, I think it's because I'm young and healthy. So, it wasn't too bad for me. I think, like, four days in the middle – were really bad. Um, my family's okay. My parents suffered the most, but they're fine now. So yeah, I'm glad that I can, you know, tell my grandkids one day I survived coronavirus. I got it, and my immune system was strong enough. Survival of the fittest, and I'm fine now. And I'm fine. I survived. So it's a pretty big deal. Like. A lot of people think, oh, um, coronavirus isn't a big deal, but it is. Like, if you get it, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't wish it on my worst enemy. Like, I hope none of you get it. Stay safe, but it's it is quite painful. So that's besides the point. Today's topic is how social media is ruining your life, my life, our lives, and I'm pretty like passionate on this topic. I recently left social media, I've left Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, tw- Twitter. I never really used Twitter, like I stopped using it once I started university, but I permanently deleted my account. And Instagram, so I have first-hand experience of, you know, using it and then not using it. So I know the effects of both. But before I get started, I want to go over some stats and... These stats aren't, like, up to date. They're not, like, from 2020. They're, like, 2017, 2016, and 2015. But listening to them, reading them when I was reading them, I was like, wow. You know, I thought I was the only one that was addicted to social media. And I'll go into my story at the end after I cover everything. I'll talk about my experience. But I'll go over the stats, okay? So, a third of all divorce cases in the U.K., Now, cite the word Facebook in their proceedings. So, like, in the court proceedings, Facebook is part of it. So, I don't know if that is enough evidence to you guys, but social media is bad. It's toxic. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of benefits to it. There's a lot of benefits, but we're going to focus on the negatives. Okay. In 2017... A home insurance survey in the UK discovered that the quote unquote Instagram ability of a destination was the primary driving force to book a vacation for 18 to 33 year olds. So people are picking their vacation spots based on the pictures they're going to get that they can post for Instagram, you know, the Instagram ability. So is the Instagram worthy? And that's kind of crazy to me, like, you're basing your entire vacation on what looks good on camera. I think every country looks good, so, I don't know. I just think that's kind of crazy, you know, basing your entire vacation on the fact that um, if it's, like, Instagrammable, they're not. So, a 2015 poll found that 89% of people admit they took out a phone at their last social encounter. And 82% say that they felt the conversation deteriorated after they did so. So obviously, when you're like, let's say you're out with a friend, you're out on a date, you're out with your family, you take out your phone, it's pretty disrespectful. I'm not going to lie. I used to do this, but it just ruins, like, the vibe, and it just shows the other person that you're they're not as important as your phone is. And obviously, like, using your phone as, like for emergency texts and stuff, that's fine, but like you're pulling out like Instagram while you're talking to someone else that's just complete disrespect don't do it don't do it okay a 2016 report found that the typical mobile phone user touches his or her phone 2,617 times a day that's a lot but it gets even worse for the top 10% of users in this study increase that to 5,427 touches a day now that's a lot. That's a, It doesn't sound like a lot. I mean, it does sound like a lot, right? I don't know. Like, if you think about the, ta- the amount of times you get your phone, you don't really count. And I'm pretty sure it's probably greater than that number. It all depends on your screen time as well, right? So, looking at these stats, it really shows that the era we're living in right now is basically technology-driven. Social media can be a good thing. There's benefits. It helps you network and connect. But in my opinion, the opportunity cost that comes with it, with all the negatives, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, okay? So there is so many aspects. There's different platforms. There's YouTube. There's Facebook. There's Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit. There's so many, right? Pinterest. I don't think Pinterest is, like, really, like, a form. It is a social media platform, but, like, You don't really talk to other people as much as, like, you know, Facebook and Instagram. I do think these platforms can be used to connect, you know, family members that are living in other parts of the world. But I feel like there's alternative ways, like WhatsApp. So you don't need Facebook to communicate. You know what I mean? I just feel like that's an excuse to not delete it. But, you know, everyone has their own... Idea on if it's good or bad. So I'm going to focus on the bad stuff, and I'm going to start off by saying even if you are the most strong-willed person, social media influences or even formulates your opinions. You might believe that it doesn't, you're like, no, 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 I am my own person, but subconsciously, it is. Affecting your opinions and how you view the world and your ideas. Um, it makes it difficult to be your own person. There's so much unsolicited advice. You know, I'm thinking about when I used to use TikTok, there was just a bunch of 18 year olds giving me relationship advice. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of 18 year olds that are mature for their age, but for the most part, the advice wasn't good, right? From what I was seeing. Um, it's like it kind of brainwashes you and it, it easily influences you to believe that this is right and this is wrong. And I think especially when you're in your early 20s and you're kind of like discovering who you are and who you want to be, it's so important to not let these external factors influence who you become because they can be negative. And it's hard to, um, you know, discern is it negative or positive. So just, I think it's just better to not, I think, to not use it. I think it's better to read books, you know, self-help, personal development. Books will help you, and they filter out the negatives. Most books are written by professionals, like PhDs, people with PhDs, authors with PhDs. So their opinions or, like, their advice that they're giving, obviously it's still another human being, but it's better than, you know, an 18-year-old on TikTok. I personally experience myself, um, you know, formulating toxic opinions. And, you know, TikTok would say, go start an argument about this. And I would go start an argument because I was easily influenced. Now, some of you might be really good at this and you're not easily influenced. And kudos to you. I think social media was made for your kind of people. But personally, for me, it's not good. Easily influenced. Another reason how social media is ruining your life is... The comparisons and the FOMO, okay? The fear of missing out. So you have to keep in mind with social media, people are posting the best moments of their life. No one's going to be posting them crying, you know, in their bed. um, Or, you know, like the bad days. People are posting like their vacations, their happy days, a selfie where, you know, they probably took 100 pictures and they got one that was really good. So they posted that, you know, like that certain angle. Um, so if you are comparing yourself and you're going, you know, scrolling, even if you say you're not comparing, you are comparing subconsciously. You're like, Oh, I need to get by this, or I need to look like this. I need to get this done or, Oh, oh, she's ahead of me in life. He's ahead of me in life. Oh, he already got into this. He got this job and I'm still, you know, living with my parents. It's so easy to get caught up in that. And that's a toxic cycle of negativity that you do not need because it distracts you from your own path right? If you're so worried about what other people are doing, you're not going to have enough time in the day to worry about what you're doing. And social media is created in a way where you are literally looking at other people's lives and you kind of forget about your own. And it's so easy to just get caught up in that. And it's important to recognize that that isn't that person's entire life. Everyone has their ups and downs. So it's very hard to not compare yourself, you know, physically, mentally, intellectually, emotionally to other people. But remember, everyone's on their own journey and on their own path in this life. So it's just not good to compare. And that's why I think it's good to limit it or just go cold turkey. Because it can be very draining if you are constantly comparing your life, your relationships, your friendships, how your family looks, how you look, what you have, what you don't have to other people. Yeah, it's not good. So this ties in to the third reason, which is addiction. So it is very easy to get addicted to social media, believe it or not it's extremely easy to get addicted it's designed to be addictive right you get that dopamine fix let's say you post on instagram people are liking and commenting you get that dopamine rush um, you know you share something you people view your stories you get that dopamine rush you know you feel you feel this sense of importance when really like no one really cares which is a whole separate topic but like you get addicted to the high that you feel when you post when you get likes You know, when you're scrolling through your feed and you see stuff, you're watching a TikTok, and it leads to addiction. And I personally was addicted, which is why I cut it off cold turkey. Like, even, like, this Instagram that I have for my podcast, I have my social media manager running it most of the time because I don't like using it. I don't like going on Instagram because I can easily spend hours on it and scroll. So... It is highly addictive, so you need to be careful. Personally, it is addictive for me. If you have even high levels of discipline, you can still, like, you won't even realize you've already spent two hours scrolling. You know, you're like, oh, only 10 minutes. Oh, well, now it's 30. Then it's an hour, and it just goes like that. And it just becomes more addicting as each day goes by, and the more you use it. So another reason why social media is ruining your life is it has increased levels of adhd in people okay personally i experienced this i do not have well if i do have adhd it's not diagnosed like i never got it checked but i found that um when i was using tiktok and you know how it's like 15 second videos and like i couldn't even watch a youtube video after because like oh so it's too long couldn't watch a movie because I'm like, oh, it's too long, right? I'm so um, used to, like, the 15-second bursts of entertainment that when something's longer than 15 seconds, it's like I can't focus. Um, And the more you use it, the more easily distracted you become. And it's just not good because I think there's just so much more to life than TikTok and everything. So you want to limit it. Because it can easily become, you can easily get diagnosed with ADHD because of social media. Okay. So another thing is, you're living through other people's lives instead of your own. So I'll give you an example with me. Like YouTube, you watch people's productive morning routines and like, you know, work with me um, kind of stuff. Or, you know, you're seeing people traveling or travel vlogs. Those are pretty entertaining, but what are you doing in your life, right? If you're just watching people be productive and you're not doing it yourself, there's literally no point, right? Being online isn't going to facilitate change, only your actions will. And watching, like, you know, a bunch of videos, like, there's a lot of educational resources out there, but I think what's more important is your actions, right? You can watch like a 30 minute TED talk and be like, I'm gonna do this, 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 but are you actually going to do it? And the more you use the social medias, the more the less likely you will actually do something, right? In your own life. So seeing other people's vacations and trips and them living their best life and you're just like sitting behind the screen and instead of watching them, you could be doing that too. You know what I mean? Like it's so easy to get caught up and, like, you know, you need to stay up to date with other with, with other people and what they're doing. But you're not even staying up to date with what you're doing. So that's very, very important to make sure you are living your own life and not living through, like, other people's feeds, okay? So another thing is that it wastes so much time. So much time. Like a ridiculous amount of time. You can scroll. You can watch a bunch of YouTube videos. Binge watch YouTube videos. You know, be on Facebook sharing a bunch of posts all day. You can be on your Twitter timeline all day. TikToks. I know personally I, I was addicted. So I could be on like TikTok for seven hours. And that is so like I am so disgusted by that. Like how I did that. But it's true. Like you waste so much time. And you don't even realize and it's already like 9pm and you didn't do anything productive or beneficial for your life. So, a big thing that I found that was very detrimental was the noise from social media, right? Social media creates so much background noise. And it's like you're following a bunch of people that you probably don't even know in real life. Or you've met them once. And supposedly, they're your online friends. But it's just a bunch of noise because, in all honesty, once I left social media, I just had, like, a few of my close friends messaging me, right? Like, they knew I was gone. They respected my decision. They still sent me, you know, pictures on iMessage. And it really showed me who my two friends were. And also, I realized there was just so much background noise, unnecessary noise, that I didn't... I don't need to know what everyone is doing with their lives. It's, It's just too much information... For one being to consume. It's too much noise. It's it's a distraction. Another like. I think. This is something that's not really talked about. But your boundaries being violated on social media. Like these Instagram DMs. Like. You know I remember when I was younger. When you were like in high school. And stuff. You would get excited about DMs. Because like oh it's a, it's a cute guy. Or this is that. But then you realize the like majority of the people that are dming you they're not really genuine to say the least and a lot of them especially if you're a girl want one thing (laughs) so i feel like a lot of boundaries are being violated i personally do not respond to dms i don't believe in responding to dms unless i know that person in real life and you know we've spoken real life before then it makes sense to me but if you're just a follower and you just like dm me and i have no idea who you are um You know, I have no mutual friends. It just doesn't make sense. And I just feel like it's kind of like very abrupt and like, like, yes, shoot your shot. But like some of the stuff that people send is just straight, like violation of your boundaries. Like you don't say that to a stranger. You know what I mean? So and also other not even just the DMs and messages, you are oversharing your life to other people. Most people don't need to know what's happening in your life. And I feel like that's kind of like another boundary that you yourself are kind of like self-crossing by oversharing. So, next, you believe that others are living better lives than you. Like, you know, Sally from down the street has a better life than you do, you know, because she went to Bora Bora and she got that internship at, you know, Google while you're still working still living with your parents and you know working your minimum wage job so it's so easy to compare as I said before this goes in with the comparisons but you start like really believing that your life is the worst you you the way you're living is not right and you want to change I'm all for growth and development and you know if you're trying to change to change and not being stagnant but Do it for yourself and do it on your own, like, at your own pace, on your own path. Not because you want to out-compete someone, okay? Your biggest competition is yourself. That's your only competition. You should just become better than who you were yesterday. But social media leads you to believe that you are competing with literally everyone else. And even if you think you're not, subconsciously, it's there. This is all, like, psychological subconsciously it's there you you have that belief as much as you want to deny it it's it's true you're like well well so-and-so did this by this age now i need to do this you know so-and-so got married at 25 i need to get married at 25 like it's, it, it creates the sense of urgency like you need to rush you need to rush with your life and you need to just do this 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 this, this by this 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 and have like a set timeline Like, I'm all for achieving your goals in a timely manner, but do it at your own pace, okay? Not on someone else's. So, I keep saying so, but the next thing is that your accomplishments become so minuscule, you know, when you're on social media. Because you think, you know, you just published a book or you started a podcast, but so-and-so is... Now, going on TED Talks and, you know, is making, you know, more, like, nine figures, but you're still there. And then, so now you feel like you're not doing enough. This all ties in with the comparison and the FOMO. You're not doing enough. When in reality, you're probably doing really good, right? Don't be so hard on yourselves. And do not compare your accomplishments to others. Another thing that really happens when you constantly use social media, especially if you're addicted, is you tend to seek external validation. And what happens when you seek external validation? I'm not going to lie. This is something I would do. I would think, you know, if I posted on Instagram, I would feel happier. And that's just not true. The void inside that I felt just got bigger and bigger. Posting and seeking... Okay, seeking validation from others. The act of posting in itself... Is a form of seeking validation, okay? At least for me, it was. I know, like, some people are like, like they don't really care, but for me, it was. It was like, it was a way to prove to people that I'm living a good life, right? It lowers your self worth and your self love for yourself because now your worth and how much you love yourself is now dependent on what other people think about you, okay? And it's very easy to fall into this. I know a lot of people that, you know, like me, fell into this. But I also know some people who, you know, use social media responsibly and they don't really care, which is what I'm, I'm trying to get to that level right now. But right now I'm just trying to get rid of the addiction. But one day, you know, I'll post and not care who sees it. But I just feel like you should not be using it for validation purposes because it it is just a very bad place to be because then you become reliant and it... Creates a lot of other issues like codependency and everything. So to be independent, self-sufficient, I think social media can hinder it. And it can make you someone who relies on seeking external validation. Someone who's insecure. Someone who has no idea who they are and what they want. So they think social media will, you know, posting on social media will tell them who they are. That's not true. It doesn't work. Tried it. Been there, done that. Okay. Furthermore, I don't want to say another reason, so I'm going to say furthermore, okay. You risk making yourself unemployable. Now, personally for me, I never really posted anything crazy on social media. I'm pretty sure like back in high school, I've tweeted some weird stuff, but I don't think it was highly offensive or anything. But you risk making yourself unemployable because you can say something on social media, you can like, and you'll be like angry and you like start raging or you post something. Um, of you like I don't know doing drugs that makes you unemployable especially in the professional world out there it doesn't look good it's it's not a nice look for you so you your best bet is to stay safe rather than sorry and just not post like that kind of content but I know how it is when you start posting you and you run out of things post you'll just start posting random stuff and it's just not good And I think posting too often is also problematic because, again, it's, like, what are you seeking out of this? Like, what is the point? Right? So, one major thing that I think is, like, just so, like, critical, like, social media is great for connecting, yeah? But, um... A lot of past ghosts and people you don't talk to anymore are on it. And it can become a cycle of you obsessively stalking them, right? Stalking is never a good thing. And if you are still following people that, you know, you don't speak to anymore or, like, you stalk them, it's so bad for your mental health. I just think, like, you know, when someone's out of your life, they should be out of your, like, internet life as well. If they're out of your real life, why should they be in your... Like, you know, virtual life. Um, so that's a risky thing, especially if you're like, let's say you're going through a breakup or something. It's pretty risky to keep, you know, exes on social media. Like, I, there's nothing against this. If you end up on good terms, let's say you, you're, you were with someone who's like a crazy stalker. And now you're being harassed every single day for like, you know, months on end. It's, it's just not good for you, right? It's not the stalker and you, both of you, you know? Like, it's just not good for both of you. So it's very easy to be stuck in the past with social media and not be able to move on. And I think that the most important thing is that, think about it, okay? I'm 21 years old now. Turned 21 two days ago. And I think about memories from the past that I remember, things that I've done. I don't remember, you know, that TikTok or, like, I don't remember sending that Snapchat as, like, you know, a monumental experience of my life. You know, like our likes and posts won't be part of the stories that we tell in the future to our kids, to our grandkids, to other people. Like, we're not going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, this one time I was watching, like, this TikTok that I made and, like, you know, it got, like, 40... 40 40 likes or whatever like obviously if you're a content creator it's different like that's your entire life and that can be a story to tell but I feel like for the most of us the average person when we're just scrolling like you scrolling isn't something memorable you know right you're not going to talk about yeah so i was scrolling on Instagram for four hours a day and like that was like the best time of my life definitely not You remember your vacations, you know, the trips you take, the the experience you have, the people you meet. That's what you remember. You don't remember the likes or, like, the pictures you posted. Or, like, you're not going to remember that single YouTube video that you watched like, years from now, right? So it's just, like, why should we waste so much of our precious, valuable time on something that's so finite when we can work on building our own legacies, Right? And making our own memories and being more present. That's another thing with social media. It causes you to live in either the past or in the future. You are not really living in the present. Because when I say the past, you might be living, you know, um, looking at old friends' Instagrams. Like you don't talk to anymore. Or in the future, you're looking at um, Kylie Jenner. And you're looking at what you want to get done. You want to get lip injections. So now you're not even living for today. And... You're not living for who you are today and you're just waiting or you're looking back in the past and ruminating. So it's just not good. It's not good for you. Like all of these things that I've mentioned, they cause mental health issues. They cause depression. They cause anxiety, especially for women out there. We are so bad. We are so bad. We compare ourselves. Oh, we! I wish I had abs. I wish, you know... I had a bigger bomb. I wish I had this, my, I wish my thighs were smaller, you know, I wish my jaw was sharper, I wish my lips were fuller, this, 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 and honestly, like, I was talking to my mom the other day, and I was talking about, like, yeah, I want to get cool sculpting, and, like, I'm not gonna act like I'm so perfect, like, I don't use social media, so I don't, like, compare myself, I still have, it's a bad habit, so, like, I want to get cool sculpting, my mom was, like, when I was your age, we didn't, like, do any of this stuff, like, all we did was, like, you know, study, play games, spend time with our family and friends, like, None of this was, like, a concern to us. And then I was thinking, I'm like, it's definitely social media because we see perfected images and we want to be just like that. And it's just so bad. You get depressed. And it's just a constant cycle, body image issues, especially a bullying. There's a lot of bullying on social media. Um, not in my, like, age group anymore, but I know in high school there was a lot of, like, Twitter beef And, like, people, girls putting each other down and everything. It's definitely not like that anymore, but I remember it being like that. And it's just, it's not good. What are you gaining from? it? Literally nothing. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience. I kind of did mention, like, tidbits of leaving social media, but I left officially. I was always kind of, like, on and off with TikTok. I would leave for a couple weeks and then come back. Um, Same with Snapchat. Uh, Facebook I never really used anyways. Twitter I stopped really using and I I would just reactivate it every 30 days and then quickly log out and then deactivate because it permanently Uh, deletes the account in 30 days. But now it's permanently deleted. Like I have no like intention of recovering that account. So I permanently deleted it. So I left Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. I'm trying my best right now to leave Reddit and YouTube. I am I don't really have an addiction with Reddit or YouTube. Like, today I only watched, like, one YouTube video. But it's just, like, they can become addicted, addicting to you. Because it's, like, the same idea, right? Scrolling, dopamine hit. Scrolling, dopamine hit, scrolling, dopamine hit. Or YouTube video, you watch it, you get the dopamine rush. You watch another one, you watch another one. And then you're, like, in this cycle right you get sucked down to the youtube vortex and then you're on the weird side of youtube and you're watching like cat videos and you have no idea why they're being recommended <laughs> so i left and i left on december 3rd of 2020 officially i left everything i still used my podcast account now i don't even use that i just produce the content and I have my social media manager post it for me. Because I found that the best way for me is to quit cold turkey. Right? Because that's the thing about addictions and habits. There's three kind of stages. You know, first is the trigger. So the cue that signals us to start like the routine, the habit, like what it is. What is it? Like the trigger. Like for me it was like loneliness. I was bored, I was lazy, you know. Um Just wanted to scroll. I had nothing better to do, so that was my trigger. And then the action was, you know, using the social media, the habit itself, it can be good or bad. So using social media scrolling. And then the reward is that dopamine hit, you know, the positive feedback that you get, the comments, the likes, the all of that. And the way to beat addiction is there's three ways. I implemented two of them. So the first one is elimination. It's cold turkey. Complete cutout, which is what I'm doing. And then there's reduction, which is dropped to the desired level. That's what I wish to get to. I probably will never use Snapchat, TikTok, and obviously not Twitter because I don't have an account anymore. Again, Facebook, I don't see myself using it until I'm like old, older, older. And then Instagram, probably I will come back. But once I can get it down to a desired level and I don't use it for validation, And I have enough confidence. And then the third thing is substitution. So we replace the bad habit with the good one. So for me, replacing, you know, scrolling and going on social medias with other more productive things like reading books, sketching, right? Learning French. Taking an extra class. Going on walks. Meditation. Yoga. like Healthy habits instead of going straight to my phone. And I found that it hasn't been too bad. I haven't had like extreme withdrawals. It obviously, it depends on the person. If you've never deactivated social media, it's going to be much harder for you. But I've always been like, the longest I've ever gone was like two weeks. So I've always been kind of like gone for a short period of time. This is the longest I've ever gone. It's almost been a month. And I am much happier. I spend more time with my family. I don't have panic attacks right when I wake up anymore. I don't have anxiety. I do get anxious sometimes, but it's just not at the same level, you know? Social media was exacerbating it. It was just not good. Depression as well. I still have sad days. I'm not a perfect, happy, hippie individual all the time. But, like, for the most part, it's decreased to a point where I can go through my daily activities without being hindered. Because anxiety, and depression, you know, mental health issues, they can all hinder your daily activities, your day-to-day life. So leaving social media has brought it down to such low levels that I can get through my day and be productive and do things that I like to do. Okay? So for me, those were the main ones. I think Instagram for me is like the biggest one. Like, I could care less about Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat. Because everyone on my Snapchat... I used to have, like, 200 friends on Snapchat. Then I cut it down to 50. Now I have, like, 20. Right? And then... I just stopped using it. Because I stopped using it, like, a while back. Like, October 2020. Then I came back for, like, a week. And then I left again. So, yeah. There's no point. And... Quora, Reddit, like I never, I don't like Quora, no offense to anyone that uses Quora, I like Reddit because I feel like it can teach you stuff but again it's just other human beings and their opinions so for me right now being 21 I think is very critical, it's a critical period in my life to really figure out my own opinions and my own life and have my own personal experiences and not be influenced by others. Because I've done that in the past, easily influenced, and it's not been good. It's just, it's destroyed a lot of things in my life, being easily influenced. Don't recommend it. I've been able to sleep better. So, I don't think I mentioned this, but social media is ruining your life as well, because you are probably not sleeping enough, because you're scrolling, and like, be scrolling and then you fall asleep your phone in your hand and then your phone falls to the floor and then you don't have like a sleeping routine you don't have a set bedtime and wake time and for your overall well-being it's really important to have a set wake and sleep time okay so leaving it has helped me create healthier habits if i feel like this urge to post i have a visco it's a private visco no one follows me on it and you know a lot of people are like i oh, do want to leave instagram cuz you want to create like a pretty feed but for me this goes like a really good way for me to get like that photography fix without worrying about like that validation i started journaling you know i think twitter facebook they're like kind of, it's kind of like journaling you know you're tweeting you're getting your thoughts feelings out i found that not everyone needs to know what i'm thinking <laughs> so using a journal Which I'm flipping through right now. I've used it so much already. Using a journal is very good. And it helps you just release. You know. Release everything. And it's better because it's personal. It's private. Now that I've left. I'm a lot more private with my life. Not everyone knows what's going on. I'm happier. I think I said this. I'm happier. I realized that not everyone really cares about me. I found out who my real friends were. And honestly see like. I think, like, I'm friends with everyone. I don't have, like, this, oh, if someone didn't message me, they're not my friend. It's, like, I mean, I used to be that way when I was immature. But now it's, like, everyone has their own life. So it makes sense. Like, I'm not, like, some celebrity who's gone from social media. And, you know, I'm not, I am not. didn't leave to seek attention and to have people message me. Like, oh, where'd you go? Like, I don't know. That's not why I left. I left for my own sanity and well-being. I was going insane. I was literally going insane. So... I understand that if I don't have social media, that means some of my friends, I won't be able to communicate with as much. So, I'm making sure that I text those people that are really in my life, and then, and like, I, I maintain that because I don't want it to be like just because I left, they forgot about me, or I forgot about them. So I'm not, I'm not gonna say, yeah, well, they didn't message me first. Like, no, like that's on you too. Like, friendships are mutual. They're you know it goes both ways. I can't just be like I deleted it and if she didn't text me. He didn't text me. That means he was in a real friend. She was in a real friend. No. It just means that everyone has their own life, right? And you should message your friends that you, you know, that you've left and to text you instead of being petty about it. So overall, I think there are more positives of leaving social media than there are negatives. And I think there's more negatives of using social media than there are positives. To each their own. For me right now, I'm not saying I'm never ever going to use social media again. But I am taking a well-deserved break from it. Just until, you know, I can train my brain to do harder things and not be reliant on dopamine fixes. I think that's very important. And my pro- productivity has increased. I started doing a lot more things in my life. And I'm just contributing to society more than if I was just behind a screen. I do have a blog post up on Medium that talks about, you know, breaking addiction, why I quit social media. I go more in depth about my experience. I talked about, you know, I use block site. I'll tell you guys my little story right now. So what happened was I really wanted to leave because I realized I was using it in an unhealthy way. It was an unhealthy coping mechanism for me. So at first... If you guys have iPhones, you know what I'm talking about. You go into the screen time and then there's content restrictions. You go to content restrictions and it's like limit adult websites. And you can put like any website. So I put like Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter, like, like TikTok, everything. Because I deleted the apps, right? But the problem was you could still access Instagram and like Facebook from Safari. So I put up content restrictions. But I would just go into the settings and turn it off when I had the urgency to check my social media. So then what I did, you know, I was like, okay, well, let's do it, like, put keep let's try the content restrictions again. But let me put it on my laptop as well. There's an extension called BlockSite. It blocks the sites, stick the URL so you can access them. Again, I would just turn off the settings or turn off take off the websites when my urgency would take over and start using it again. So then, you know, my brain started to work and for me, it wasn't like I wasn't addicted to TikTok or Snapchat anymore, or Facebook. For me, it was Instagram. That's the one that I would log into, and break the you know my whole rule for and turn the settings off. So then what I did is, one day I was like, okay, enough is enough. I closed my eyes. I opened up a Word doc, a Google doc. Typed in random letters. I closed it, and then I chain I copied and pasted that. Random block of letters. I went and changed my password. I didn't look. Obviously, when you change your password, you can't see. It's just the black dots, right? I changed it. Um, I deleted the doc. I sent the doc over to my cousin on email. Um, I'm like, you know, one day I'm going to want to access my social medias again. So give me this password. This is only for Instagram, though. This is for my personal Instagram, my buddy Instagram, and also the woman with resiliency Instagram. Facebook, no urgency for me to go back. Snapchat, there's no urgency because I talked to all my friends and we send pictures through iMessage. TikTok, there's no urgency because TikTok literally ruined my life. Uh, it, it did. Um, Twitter, there's no urgency because I broke that addiction um, right when I started university. So for me, it was just Instagram. And for, this was the best way for me to do it because, you know, I didn't want to deactivate my Instagram. Because I don't want people to think that I blocked them. That's one thing that I was worried about. I didn't want people to just like cut me off because they think I blocked them on Instagram, which is not the case. I just wanted to deactivate because I was trying to get rid of an addiction. But I found this way to like change my password and give it to someone else is the best way to do it. And it's helped me like I've been able to stick to it. I recommend you guys trying that method if you're also struggling with, you know, you use all the browser extensions and you've went through the content restrictions on your iPhone, but you're still struggling, this is like a good way to do it. So now, I don't think I mentioned this in the beginning of the podcast, but I will be interviewing a special guest for the last part of this, last little 10-20 minutes of this podcast. And they'll be talking about their experience with social media and when they left. They are currently using social media again. But obviously, limited levels. They left, I think, for six months. So they'll be talking about their experience and how, you know, it changed their life and what they gained from leaving. So we'll get into that in the next little segment. So part of this next segment, I have a special guest, Dr. Zanair, who will be talking about his own experience with leaving social media and if he thinks if you guys should leave too or not.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, so I'm going to be asking you some questions, okay? About your experience of using social media and leaving social media. So when did you decide to leave?
1: Well, I left social media, I believe it was around uh, February or March time. And I, yeah, 2019?
0: 2020?
1: It was 2019, yeah, 2019.
0: Okay, so why did you leave?
1: Well, I originally left social media for work reasons. I had my um, medical licensing exam coming up. And because I was preparing for that, I, I decided to put 100% of my efforts into it and I didn't want any distractions around me. So I was like, okay, social media is one of those things that we all have as a daily distractor and sometimes when you add up the hours, they can they can take a lot of a lot of your time. So I decided to remove all my social medias.
0: Okay, so when you left, what were the immediate effects you felt? Mentally or
1: Yeah, so the immediate effects are, you know, I think it depends on how addicted you are, but me personally um i know that i would look at my phone and i would hold it and I'd be like what do i do with this now <laughs> there's nothing left to do i would take my phone i would hold it i would scroll up and down and I'd be like well there's no instagram to click there's no facebook to click there's no snapchat to click so i think that's what when was one of the first things where i had this addiction breaking situation right my body didn't know what it was doing with the cell phone anymore um i know that there's some people that when they quit social media they actually start having itching severe itching um, throughout withdrawals. their bodies
0: oh through their bodies
1: yeah because of of, of essentially withdrawals so if you, i don't know how much you know already but social media they actually hire people known as social engineers that have phds and everything in psychology um to develop these applications to make them more addictive so you keep coming back because the way they make money is by you giving time to the app. And when you give time to the app, they sell you ads. And when they sell you ads, the company makes money. So they need you to be coming back and forth to the app again and again and again for them to make money. And in the process, you have to be addicted. So some people get very badly addicted. It hacks the dopamine reward system. And my withdrawal effects weren't so bad, I would say. But I definitely would have my phone in my hand and be like, okay, what is the purpose of this device now with the exception of WhatsApp and calling people?
0: So what benefits did you feel? Any mental benefits? More clarity?
1: I think the first thing, yeah, the first thing that I felt was an increase in free time. And I didn't know what to do with that. I was confused. How do I have so much free time? I didn't know I had so much free time. And what to do with it that was one of the first things and i think one of the other things i slowly started to develop was um you know when you don't have social media around you you're not seeing all these negative things you're not comparing yourself to people so you start developing more positive
0: like what negative Um, things
1: well for example you know you'll see you'll see some guy who's 12 years old and driving a lamborghini and you're like how does 12 year old have a lamborghini i mean they obviously rent it and they try to scam you with it but you, you know what i mean a lot of people don't know that yeah so you're like okay how did this 12 year old have a lamborghini and me who's 55 doesn't have one
0: you're not 55
1: <laughs> i'm not 55 but you know what yeah, i mean yeah, right? i'm yeah. giving, giving exaggeration
0: yeah
1: so it's like this 12 year old has a lamborghini and i'm 55 so you, you start comparing yourself okay. so when you tackle off social media you don't have that influence around you and society becomes whatever is around you physically in that moment
0: so do you think that's a good thing not knowing what other people are doing and focusing on yourself
1: well of course because then you have more free time otherwise you're focusing on what other people have and then when you're focusing on what other people have you're you can't focus on yourself
0: yep that's true so do you prefer using it or not using it? Like, did you find that your life was significantly better when you weren't using it? Or do you think that it's good to use and there's some benefits
1: of using well, social media? Well, I don't use social media as much as some of the people out there because of, uh, well, obviously because of work. So especially when I'm in the hospital, we're not allowed to take out our phone when we just sterilize ourselves um and also for safety concerns so we don't always have our cell phone on us so i don't use my social medias as much as other people so for me it's more of a keeping in touch with um certain friends but i know that there are some people that are heavily addicted and they can't like i'll give you an example how often you don't have social media but before yes how often would you go on facebook
0: i wasn't visit that much on facebook but instagram was on it a lot Go on to like 20 times a day, probably, or right.
1: more. So if you ever took a look at your screen time, you would probably show sure you like three hours.
0: No, more than that. More
1: than that? Seven, eight, nine hours okay. a day. So
0: One seven, time, 13 eight.
1: hours. I don't know what you're doing on social media. <laughs> or All right, that's a lot of time. But if you're <laughs> no. spending 13 hours and then you're sleeping eight, <laughs> 14, so 15. that's 21 hours. That means that's three hours left. I don't know. <laughs> You might as well use those other three hours for social media, too. Yo.
0: This was when I was sick, though. I used 13
1: hours. Okay, but you get my point, yeah. though, right? So, if you're using social media like that, then... Yeah, maybe it's better you take a break. And maybe you don't come back. You know? It's, it, you might actually accomplish more in your daily life than you are currently.
0: Agreed. That's what happened to me. So... Nah. Do you think others should limit their use? Like, if they're trying to wean off an addiction, do you think the best way to do is to reduce or to go cold turkey and eliminate it completely? Uh,
1: I, there's various schools of thought on this. Uh, both schools of thought say either or works. I personally prefer going cold turkey because mm-hmm. it's not like a cigarette. You don't go from smoking 10 cigarettes a day to 9 a day, then 8. Yes. You don't go from... Four hours of social media use, three hours. Like yeah. you, you don't really do that. Yeah. But what's probably best is to go complete cold turkey. Delete, yes. disable if not delete your accounts, and then also put on those, um, those blockers.
0: Yeah, like a content restrictors.
1: Yeah, content restrictors because Block-side. then they can help you. Yep. Uh, and that that should help you a lot because then when you have the temptation to re-download, it'll it'll block you. Yeah, it'll yeah. intercept. True. So go cold turkey.
0: That's what I did. But a lot of people think if you go cold turkey, you'll easily um, come back.
1: Um, I think the minute you decided to disable your account and not delete it, that was when you decided you will come back. That's true. So until you decide, or right, I'm going to 100% delete everything and commit to it, you're probably going to come back if you've only disabled them because those disables are just to take a break yeah and a lot of people do take a break and then come back afterwards
0: yeah i think you could come back once you get rid of the addiction and you can use it more responsibly
1: well some of the people that do have this issue what they should do is take a break focus on whatever aspect of their career or business or studies whatever they're trying to improve on finish that and then come back and usually by the time they come back they'll have developed so much discipline
0: they won't even be a lot better yeah they won't even they'll forget to they won't use it every day probably exactly yep so that's pretty much it do you have any like advice do you think do you think everyone can benefit from leaving like anyone even if they don't have an addiction um
1: Well, if they don't have an addiction, then they probably wouldn't be listening to this, right? Because they don't have a problem. But what I think is best is that people should have a degree of self-awareness about their actions. And I think they don't. So, you know, that whole 13 hours thing that you were mentioning? Yeah. That there's that whole self-awareness. But um, the way that these addictions work is that they hack your brain's dopamine reward system. So psychiatrists are actually considering adding social media addiction into the DSM-5. The DSM-5 is the Diagnostic Manual it's like, for Psychiatry.
0: It's like a disease.
1: Yeah, this is what like uh, actual doctors use to diagnose and treat psychiatric conditions. And they're considering adding social media to it because, well, it is um, an addiction. Okay. And they've yeah. seen that it hacks the brain's reward system. So... I think it will benefit anybody and everybody. And what they should do is go cold turkey, try it for a month, and see if there's any positive effects because a lot of the time they won't want to come back. Yeah. Once they break the habit, they won't want to come back. Agreed. And many of them will only come back because they use their social media to talk to their friends, family, dating, yeah. whatever they do with it. Yeah. So.
0: so, do you think using social media can influence your own opinions?
1: Yes, absolutely. life and everything. Yes, absolutely. So a good example of this is uh, motivational quotes. You go on social media and you start liking all the motivational quotes, you're only going to see motivational, motivational quotes. quotes. The same thing is if you start seeing these kids who are like 14 with a Lamborghini and a Ferrari and a helicopter and a private jet, that's going to influence your thoughts too.
0: Yeah.
1: Because not only are you comparing yourself to them, but you're going to constantly be thinking, how can I do it? That's actually how a lot of these marketers sell to you because they sell to your insecurity. They sell to your FOMO, fear of missing out. And they sell to your needs on those things and they control your thoughts. And that's why social media is a tool, just like music, that can influence your thoughts. And you have to be very careful with it.
0: I agree with everything. I think even if you say it doesn't influence your opinions, and you think you have like a discipline and you want subconsciously it does influence your opinions and the way you think even Sub- if you are like the most like strong-willed person subconsciously it does affect
1: subconsciously for sure subconsciously absolutely and then that
0: comes to their conscious eventually
1: exactly it all starts with the subconscious and then it manifests into the conscious <laughs>
0: All right, well, thank you for sharing your experience and the negatives that you think are associated with social media. And thank you for your time.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right, I'll see you guys next time. Well, I won't see you, but you guys will hear me next time in the next episode next Monday on Woman with Resiliency.